Hi, this is Michael Danforth. I have long believed in the ability of everyday people being able to align themselves with the future intent of God, thus becoming co-creators with God. For me, this means instead of just predicting the future, we are empowered to create the future intent of heaven on earth. Therefore, uh, these podcasts are being produced with the hope of inspiring you to prophetically engage, thus create a glorious outcome. So before we jump into this week's podcast, which I'm very excited about, I want to remind you about my latest book, How to Forget Unwanted Memories, which was written with a prophetic edge and is filled with supernatural and scientific knowledge on how to not only forget unwanted memories, but to literally dismantle them as if they never happened. And in addition, I have co-written a workbook with my wife, Tamara, and sister-in-love, Cheryl Jones. So if you struggle with uh, unwanted memories uh, or know of someone else who does, I am extremely confident that this book and workbook will give you the needed tools to move forward with a new perspective of yourself and your future. Also, don't forget to check out uh, my other books, materials, articles, CDs, etc. on mticenter.com. And in addition, I have like over 200 videos posted on uh, YouTube and uh a lot of stuff on Facebook, which is under Danforth Ministries, and other social media outlets. Hello, everyone. My name is Michael Danforth, and welcome to another podcast. So, yeah, I'm very excited about this. Uh, I'm titling this Mickey Mouse Perception. Now, as many of you know that follow these podcasts, I'm more about creating a glorious outcome than just predicting it. But in light of a few emails, I just want to make this little bit of response uh, to uh, our understanding of predicting the future. Of course, I believe in predicting future outcomes. It's the very meaning of the of the word prophecy, to foretell, uh, have foresight, so forth and so on. And so, yeah, I believe that is part of the uh, prophetic ability that we have. But uh, I also believe that the shift that is going on in the prophetic realm is our ability to create future outcomes, not just predict them. So therefore, we have an understanding. Uh, there's a revelation. There is a, uh, a declaration that we can release that actually enables us to co-create with God, therefore create future outcomes uh, which are to be aligned with his intent and desire for his people. So, yeah, so that's how I think, and that's how I view everything. And uh, so just wanted to throw that in there for a little extra measure. So, yeah, back to Mickey Mouse Perception. I know it's an unusual title, but this is an unusual podcast and an unusual story that I'm going to tell you that is actually going to bring us into... Uh, hopefully a governmental perspective as well as a a field of awesome encouragement uh, to you. So, yeah, 
uh, recently, uh, Tamara and I, all of a sudden, were having to deal with a rat. Uh, they're called wood rats. And uh, never even heard of a wood rat, but obviously they've been around for ages. And uh, we never had a rat issue by any means. And, you know, a few mice here and there earlier on. Uh, but uh, we have a cat. And so, yeah, I haven't seen that for a few years. But now all of a sudden it's a rat issue. And come to find out they were working on the canal in our area, disturbed some rat nest or whatever, and the rats, uh, being gifted and talented as they are, swam the canal and climbed out and moved into residential areas and uh, so happened to uh, pick us for this fine winter season. Now, this is interesting about this winter season because uh, uh, I did a little uh, video or whatever, uh, I think it was Tamara and I, and because I had prophetically spoke about, uh, here you are, this was a prediction, not creating an outcome, but a predicting one. And uh, I spoke about the, uh, the winter that we are in now, and that would be unusual snow, cold, so forth, and so on. And usually if I say something weather-wise or something like that, it's, it's most always on an historic level, or I'm just not going there. But I had a sense that it would be very unusual and very historic. So those of you listening to this uh, might remember that prophetic word that I spoke about that, and therefore we actually prepared for it. Now, to be honest, here it was coming January, and uh, we had a little bit of snow, but not much. And so I was thinking, wow, toward the end of January, uh, man, I might have to get on there and say, oops, missed that one. <laughs> but uh, we were having a lunch with some friends in Leavenworth, and uh, we were talking about this very thing. And I said, well, you remember a few years back when we had that February season and and you know, all of a sudden it just poured down. I'm thinking maybe it's one of those. Well, turns out it is and has been one of those. So, yeah, uh, historic s- snowfall in Seattle uh, since 1923. Yeah, that's way back. And uh, just in the Northwest overall, just uh, lots and lots of snow and some cold. So, yeah, saying that, all that to say that uh, <clears throat> the rats were more inclined to look for a warm place to be. And uh, I'm sure we would too. So we've been dealing with that. And the evidence was the condensation line on our heating and cooling system had been chewed up. Yeah, ate right through it, uh, trying to get to that water. And they ate a whole lot of it. So, um, yeah, I had to replace that uh, with copper instead of that plastic tubing. And then, of course, uh, they didn't stop there uh, when we were gone and then came back home. Uh, we were gone for a few days and returned, heard the sound in, in you know, the shower. Unfortunately, it wasn't in the shower. It was behind the shower. And that's a uh-oh. And I just knew instantly. I thought, oh, my gosh, I think that is the rat. And sure enough, I had to go outside since I have a construction background. I really don't want to go hire someone to do something, even though you don't feel like you've got time to do it. But I didn't want to spend unnecessary money, so forth and so on. So I go cut a hole in the side of our house outside behind the shower. And yeah, found the little hole uh, in uh, the water line. 
And uh, so repaired it, so forth and so on, moving on. We realized that we do have a little bit of a rat issue and had to take care of them uh, as fast as possible. So uh, I called my daughter, Amber, who works in the medical field and who has a friend who is uh, a um, the Terminator, <laughs> or should I say exterminator. And uh, yes, uh, he gave her some stuff that we could put at the house and help take care of it and so forth and so on. Well, after setting some traps and um, uh, realizing one day that, oh my gosh, I think we got a rat. And uh, now mind you, I wasn't really looking forward to any of this. Now, I come from a long line of hunters and fishermen and so forth and so on. And so I've never been the squeamish part when it comes to dealing with situations like this or having to take extra measures to put something out of its misery, so forth and so on. Uh, But, uh, you know, after being married to Tamara, my wife, for a number of years, who is the Mother Teresa of all creation, that's true, and uh, Mother Nature herself, who even a little grasshopper, it's like, you know, um, no, no, don't squish it. You know, anyhow, I got to be honest, uh, it's affected my mindset, my perception about life, creation, so forth and so on. Uh, honestly, uh, as, mu- as much as I enjoyed and loved honey, uh, I'm not sure if I could ever go there again. So uh, I never would have believed that she would have that kind of influence in my mind and my thinking. But sure enough, here I am. I'm dealing with a rat. And now I'm perceiving the rat differently. And, well, you're probably wondering, why is this a Mickey Mouse perception? Well, I shine a light up to where the rat is at. And it's kind of stuck, trapped, so forth. And, but very much alive. And I stand on this little step ladder and shine my light to get a better view of this creature and he turns his face toward me and oh my gosh i'm telling you i'm staring mickey mouse right in the face no true story got these nice little cute little round ears and that little black button nose and i'm like oh my gosh this is mickey like i dropped mickey Oh, it was just more than I could handle. Of course, Tamara hearing me express myself about it's Mickey. She's out of there. She's like, forget this. I'm done with this. You know, a rat is one thing. Mickey, that's another. And so, yeah, she goes upstairs, leaves me in the dust. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got to get, you know, not a rat, but Mickey out of here. And now, mind you, uh, you know, normally, again, this would be a very easy thing. So I'm calling Tam, uh, I mean, Amber, my daughter, once again, who, again, is a medical field, has a lot of trauma experience, because at this moment, I think both Tamara and I feel like that we're being extremely ta- traumatized, and we need someone to help us through this in the sense of getting someone else to do this job. So, uh, yeah, Tamara, I mean, Amber isn't budging, and uh, she's like, uh, no, Dad, uh, I can't do that. And I can't remember all the reasons. She's a very uh, busy lady. And uh, so I'm fine. I'll call my brother. So I call my brother. 
And uh, I explained to him the situation. Craig, I need you. I need you. Of course, Craig's always a great help in so many other areas. And I thought, oh, he could be the one. He could be the rat slayer. And so, uh, yeah, so not long later, 45 minutes or so, here comes Craig to the rescue. And uh, But this is the thing. So while I'm seeing Mickey Mouse and can't just go there, uh, Craig comes and he sees, uh, you know, what's going on. And he sees a rat, not Mickey Mouse. And uh, he sees a rat that needs to be disposed of and, you know, reiterates the fact, you know, Michael, it's destroying your house. You have to get rid of it. Well, yeah. So, uh, again, my thought was in this situation after realizing that it's Mickey, I was thinking maybe like a relocation program, you know, (laughs) something of that sort. Like, you know, can't we relocate? Of course, you know, it's a little bit late now because we're dealing with a uh, a physical issue with the rat. So I realize it just can't be relocated. And again, Craig is not of the mind to relocate it. He's like, no, we're disposing of it. And uh, yeah, so the problem is uh, I see Mickey and uh, Craig sees a rat. And it's not really a problem in this sense that because he sees a rat, he's willing to be rat slayer and deal with the situation. So I'm all favor of that. Well, I scootle out of there and go, thank you, Craig, for coming, but I'm going to go upstairs because I just can't handle seeing Mickey die. I mean, I'm sorry. I just can't do this. So I go up there and, uh, you know, bring comfort to my wife who is sitting up there with her fingers in her ears so she doesn't have to hear the commotion. Because all of a sudden it starts getting pretty loud, you know, like somebody's wrestling with something. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> here's Tamara with her fingers stuck in her ear. It's something she always does, you know, that she want to hear da 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 da, you know, making noises or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. And so, you know, I discover later that you know, the rat came to life and all this stuff was going on and my brother was kind of chasing it around with this, you know, hooked to this trap. Anyhow, I don't want to go into the details, but uh, he finally got the rat and uh, disposed of it. And so for that, we were uh, and are forever grateful. However, we did have a little bit of mourning time, you know, in the sense of within... After that hour, just thinking, oh, my gosh, we just killed Mickey. So, yeah, that was quite the deal. So let me move on into what I think is kind of a Mickey Mouse perception. So, again, the idea is I saw Mickey. My brother saw a rat. And it was important that he saw a rat and didn't see Mickey because then the issue would have not been resolved, right? Because, again, I was more of the mind because of Tamara to have a relocation program. and But now I know and knew that that was simply not possible. So I want to bring this into terms of government because uh, through all of this, I was reminded that perception is everything. So in terms of government, ever how you perceive the current situation is how you will approach it. So uh, you have to make sure 
that you're not trying to save, you think you're trying to save Mickey Mouse, when in fact, it's really a rat. And uh, the approach is entirely different. So uh, I realize there are people out there that have pet pet rats and things like that. So, you know, I'm not trying to demean your relationship in any way. I just want to encourage you to continue with that at whatever level you feel necessary and to bring that wonderful, beautiful creature comfort and whatever emotional, uh, uh, you know, stuff you get from that. Wonderful. So I'm not trying to minimize that. Uh, but, you know, I learned that in this situation, uh, rats on this level are very self-indulgent. And uh, they're really only interested in one thing, and that is to satisfy their own personal appetites. Of course, now that I say that, I I think I actually know some people that are... No, anyhow, okay, I'll leave that alone. Uh, anyhow, therefore, uh, removing, in this case, rats uh, from our home was a governmental necessity, uh, especially if you want to keep your house intact. So you have to take charge and do what you have to do. So in the course of this, I started again thinking about this in terms of government. And I went back and I re, you know, looked up the word perception just to get a, another refresher on its definition. And it means the ability to see hear, or become aware of something through the senses. And it is also defined as the state of being uh, or the process of becoming aware. So that's really a huge word. That's a very governmental word, this word perception. So uh, I'm reminded in, in, in the sense of this word meaning uh hearing, seeing, you know, uh, experiencing something through your senses because all of that was happening with me in this rat situation. So my perception was I wasn't seeing a rat. I was seeing Mickey Mouse and where Craig was seeing a rat and therefore could accurately deal with the situation where me, I was being governed by a different level of perception, but I blame it all on Tamara. Yes, I do. So just as long as that's noted. Anyhow, so moving along. So I was thinking about Hebrews 5, uh, uh, chapter 5, verse 14. And it says, but solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Now, it's talking about spiritual senses here, not the natural senses. So when the natural senses govern you, Uh, to whatever extent, then that means it actually does that. It governs your ability to perceive the situation differently. So I have a sense that right now, even in the government's land, there are people that are perceiving situations and circumstances that are going on in the United States, other parts of the world, oftentimes through their natural senses. And which can often create a entire or does create an entire level of different perception, at least in the sense of the intent and the design of God's desire for people. So uh, my point is, you cannot perceive or conclude the government of God through your natural senses. If you do, you will wrongly 
interpret the intentions of God. And therefore, based on emotions and all these other different things, you will begin to make decisions that are actually contrary to God's heart and desire for his people. So uh, I believe that there are millions of people uh, that are that are looking at the the president of the United States, Donald Trump, right now through natural senses and therefore are making judgments and determinations based on that. Because again, in order to to see beyond this certain realm of the natural, you have to be able to exercise your spiritual senses, which gives you a feel, a sense of a greater purpose that is is destined to come upon the earth. And um, so I'm thinking now of John 3.3, where Jesus replied and, and this way, he says, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, that word born again actually means to be born from above, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Here we are, a level perception. So in other words, when you think of being born again, you've got to think of being seated in heavenly places. You're actually seated in another realm, but you have to perceive that. And to the degree that you can perceive that you are seated in Christ in heavenly places is a degree that you can see things going on in the earth from a heavenly perspective, which is extremely important because uh, you will begin, you will be trying to make decisions from an earthly perspective rather than a heavenly one. And I see that go on all the time. I know you do too. And we see it happening in the prophetic realm where a lot of times it is the natural realm that is that is governing the prophetic senses of the people of God to such a degree that they're constantly speaking about the future from the darkness, from all of these other things going on. And it's hard to really break into the the light of God, the future of God in the sense of his desire and intent for people. Okay, that's a whole different thing. But anyhow, you get my meaning. Another thing that comes to mind, Jesus declared, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Here he is. He's on the cross. He's in in just excruciating pain. All this stuff is going on. But he realizes that it's their inability to perceive that he is the Son of God, that they are acting out in a way that they would not normally act out had they had the perception of sonship, if they could truly see who he was. And therefore, he was in a place because he could see differently, and he knew what they did not know. And therefore, even in this place of pain that was being caused by humanity, even though he went there as a lamb to be slain before the foundations of the world, he said, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. They can't see what I see. They can't see what you see. That tells me that we do need to afford this level of grace when there is this perception that seems to be blocked by people moving more in the natural than they are in the spirit, that they're not really connected in the sense to this uh, this intense desire of God for his people, that we need to literally offer forgiveness, in to, at least to the degree knowing that, wait a minute, they just can't see it, but knowing that a day will come 
our hope is and our future expectations is a day coming when another veil is literally removed and they began to see what they could not see. So they couldn't see the truth. They, they didn't know who Jesus really was. Only those who were with Jesus knew who he was. And even then, not fully, obviously, but they knew like when they're sitting in the group and, and Jesus says, you know, who do people say that I am? And they're hashing this over. Some say this, some say that. And then Peter says, you are Christ, the son of the living God. His perception wasn't being governed by all of the naysayers or all the other things that was going on. It was, he literally tapped into the ability to perceive Jesus from the perspective of heaven because he heard the Father's voice and Jesus responded accordingly and said, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, Peter, but my Father who is in heaven. So I'm reminded of also 1 Corinthians 2.14. It says, but a natural man meaning someone that has no spiritual perception, at least from a kingdom perspective, does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to them and cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. In other words, they because the things that they're trying to see can only be examined by the Spirit. And so we shouldn't be surprised at people who are making all kinds of different decisions or acting in ways that are contrary to the will and desire of God. And because they can't see if you are someone who loves God and are leaning into the revelation of sonship and know that through Christ that you've been seated in heavenly places, you have a front row seat, so to speak, in Christ and are able to see what other people can't see. And so I think one of the prayers that we need to pray is, Father, open their eyes like like uh uh, like Elijah did with the servant who couldn't see the angelic host that was in the mountains and this army that was, you know, coming down upon him. And he was like, open his eyes to see what I can see. And so what many have perceived as just harmless little mice, <laughs> we realize it's really a rat trying to create a governmental coup in the land. So I'm saying this to say that we are entering in, I'm writing a book on 2020, the age of kingdom maturity. And one of the things that I believe is going to take transpire in a very powerful way, a big way, is that in 2020, a, the revelation of truth is going to come to light in a way that we have never seen before. And what people thought was Mickey Mouse, they're going to be like, no way, this isn't a Mickey Mouse at all. This is a rat. And so truth is prevailing, not the gates of hell. So truth is coming forth. And we are on the cusp of experiencing truth and seeing things uh, transpire, to come into form, I believe, in ways that people never thought would ever happen. Truth is coming to the forefront of the nations of the world. And as a result, truth is going to set billions of people free. 
And when I say truth, I'm talking about all of the characteristics of God. Truth is God. Truth is love. Truth is the depth and the width, the breadth and the height of who God is. Truth is the, is the, the force, the power of what God is releasing in this time. So what they could not see before, they will see for the first time. There is a great opening that is about ready to transpire in the spirit. On the eve of 2019, I pray that you're listening to this. On the eve of this year and into 2020, there is a huge revelation, a manifestation of truth coming to the forefront. And people will begin to see in ways they could not see before. Right now, there's an entanglement into all of these things that are going on, all of these ill attempts of people, of greed, of selfishness, of this indulgence of humanity to override what they think is the work of the man when it's really just the work of God, and there's no way to tumble it down. And so I'm telling you, truth is coming to the forefront. And those who could not see it will see it, I believe, in a profound way. So in 2020, we will experience a huge shift when a veil of blindness is removed and countless people see and experience Experience the love and the power of God and the word of God, the person of God in a way they have never experienced him before. And I just want to declare that over you right now, that maybe there's some things, maybe there's some perceptions that have been, that you've been kind of wading through. Maybe you've seen, you, you, you thought it was Mickey Mouse, but it's really a rat. Maybe there's some things that have been trying to lure you in, to seduce you into an entrapment to where you just don't want to deal with this situation or you just want to leave it be because you think it will take care of itself, whatever the case is. I'm declaring that right now that your eyes are being opened up and that there is a level of maturity, there's a level of perception that you will begin to see the circumstance as they really are. And you will awake to this fact that, no, it's not Mickey Mouse, it's a rat. And God is going to send you the assistance to deal with that. This isn't about just a relocation program. This is about getting the rat out of the house because it is self-indulgent and it is there to consume all of the life that is there to make it difficult. Some of you right now are living in situations in your home and, and things going on in your business. And it's like this rat is just consuming, making things harder and all of this. I'm telling you, I'm prophetically speaking to you that it's coming to an end right now. And there is a perception, I declare it over you right now, that your spiritual senses are purposed to be exercised in this time, in this season, and that you begin to see, to hear, to touch, to smell, to know what you could not before because this is the time. This is a season for you. So I'm declaring that right now, coming into an agreement with God's divine uh, intent for your life, for your family, your children, your business, all the things that have been given to you for a time such as this to rule and reign upon the earth from the perspective of heaven. So you are amazing. And yeah, 
Thank you for joining me for this podcast. And I look forward to uh, uh, sharing uh, one with you in the near future. In the meantime, don't forget to check out our website, mticenter.com, and uh, yeah, and everything that we have available there. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of those of you who have supported this ministry, have partnered with this ministry. And I believe, you know, uh, that that saying that, you know, the proof is in the pudding. (laughs) So I believe that. I believe that anytime that you partner with a ministry that you believe has that, uh, you know, intent and desire to cause the kingdom of God to increase in the earth, then you're partnering yourself with open gates, open doors, open resolves, uh, you know, solutions to just flood into your life. So I just declare that you are, not that you will be, but you are already blessed with spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Kingdom cheers.